ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Here. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look. Isn't there something you can do? I feel happy! I feel happy! Ah, oh, thanks very much. Touch off. See you on Thursday. Right! right. Hey, hey, Popheads, welcome to issue 86 of the TomCast Popcast. We are once again coming to you from quarantine. And, uh, yeah, my name is Tom. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with me today. Appreciate it very, very much. Um, I, again, will be joined by, uh, via Skype with Roger for a, a nice conversation about what's going on in the world of pop culture or uh, what is not going on in the world of pop culture at the moment, depending on uh, your perception of <laughs> things happening in the world or not. At least as far as pop culture goes. Uh, please follow the show. We're on the social medias. We are Tomcast Popcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. And you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomcastPopcast where you can join Pophead Nation and hang out with cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody and the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. He's the king of the Ring in Your Podcast. And, uh... They're doing good stuff over there. I think I'm going to be on a show with him pretty soon. So I'll keep you guys posted on that via my social medias, assuming that pans out the way that uh, we hope it does. Anyways, I, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're uh, um, hanging in there, you know. I know a lot of people probably get a little cabin fever by this point in time. But, uh, you know, we're doing the things that we have to do to, to persevere and get to the other side of this pandemic. And then hopefully we all come through it safe and sound, and, and uh, we can get back to some semblance of a normal life. Uh, does, you know, hopefully not too far away, but you know, every day the information comes out and it doesn't sound uh, super amazing as, as, thing, as, as all that goes, but we remain eternally optimistic. And uh, in the meantime, if you guys are, are locked down, we're going to be continuing to do uh, TomCast podcasts throughout the duration of quarantine. And uh, hopefully I can give you guys a bit of a break, you know, it's just a little diversion from your day. You know, I, I, I would imagine you're, a lot of you are like me in that, you know, you're, you're bummed you can't, that you can't get to the gym, you can't get out and do your normal activities. Uh, I, I usually am one who enjoys listening to my podcasts uh, when, I'm, when I'm working out or when I'm uh, outside doing activities and things like that. So this has been a bit of a learning curve for me as well as I try to figure out new ways to listen to podcasts so that uh, when I am at home 
with my my lovely wife and my family here that uh, I'm not trying to sneak away so I can go listen to a podcast in another room of the house. Um, so I to make sure I take you guys on on my jogs and then when I'm not you, I don't take you guys when I'm on my jogs. I take my podcasts when I go for a jog or when I go and get a, get a, uh, a mediocre workout done in my living room. Nothing more invigorating than working out on carpet. Let me tell you guys, it doesn't get better than that. So yeah, we're li- we're living that plague life, and uh, you know, <laughs> one of the you know a great reason to do this this podcast is just to kind of check in and touch base, and like I said, to provide you guys with some kind of distraction, some kind of entertainment. At least I hope it's entertainment. I find it amusing, but maybe I'm alone. Uh, anyways. So I'm going to dive right into the conversation with Roger and I. Uh, I was a little surprised. We were able to get a pretty good chunk of, of, of conversing done with uh, only relatively with relatively few topics to get into. Uh, but we do have a fun time. We have a lively, conver- a lively conversation, uh, which, you know, a couple beers always helps as a, as a nice social lubricant to kind of get those wheels turning when uh, the conversation is, like I said, when the topics are a little harder to come by. I'm always, I'm always like, ah, we'll probably get 30 minutes out of the show, and then we end up talking for about an hour. So that's a good thing, and it means that uh, Roger and I actually do like talking to each other. So hopefully that comes through on, on these shows. All right, so stay tuned. Here is the conversation between Roger and myself, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I will talk to you at the other side. There he is. There's Roger. The oh, yeah. Jedi Raj at Twitter and Instagram pouring his, his Megalodon, right? Yep, that was it. Megalodon from Ninkasi yeah. into a sweet, sweet glass. Yeah, so this one is, I basically got it because of the badass can art. Uh, it's an Abraham Lincoln-sized can, so we're uh, we're in business here. It's a, I think it's a double IPA, uh, definitely a 10 percenter uh, with the giant independent craft beer logo <laughs> on there. That's the one. Fitting of the can. Uh yeah, I haven't tried it yet, so uh, let's see what we got. Let's find out. Take that first sip, buddy. Oh, yeah. That is a good end. <laughs> like nice. It. Very, very uh, old school, kind of almost uh, piney resinous. Good stuff all around. Very, uh, Northwest. <laughs> yeah, my my beer of choice today. Uh, I, I picked something a little different. Um, I, I recently came across this. It's 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 from a from Bitburger in Germany. Okay. But they did a, a collab with Sierra Nevada. Oh wow, that's and cool. it's a it's a triple hopped lager, and I was very intrigued by this. Nice. And I was like, so I was like, yeah, Sierra Nevada had a hand in that. Let's let's check that out. And it's kind of in these. I don't know. It's hard to tell from the Skype camera, yeah. but it's this cute little 11.2 ounce can instead of a full 12 ounce there. <laughs> not quite 12. <laughs> That's awesome. Not quite. It's very European, you know. I think it's a yeah. metric system thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're using. You know, what, what do they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Amsterdam? <laughs> the Royale with cheese. <laughs> That's right, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, Roger, let's check in. How is how is your your COVID nineteen? My my, <laughs> going? my quarantining. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Honestly, uh, I, I've lost track of time and days. Uh, I'm falling into a well of just existence. 
which is interesting. <laughs> but it's uh, definitely been a lot of gaming. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter World on the PS4. I've uh, basically been obsessed with that for the past few days. Uh, so yeah, that's been holding me together, you know, keeping me uh, with with a goal in mind, you know. <laughs> well, the first thing I was going to bring up is is, is that what, what what's taken control of of the conversation. If we're not talking about COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. we're talking about we're talking about Tiger King on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's that's seemingly the the biggest new thing to pop up. Um. It's it's kind of funny because I, I I think if it wasn't for you know the the the, the lockdown and, and the quarantining, I yeah. you know yes people would be watching this and talking about it, but I don't quite think everyone would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably and, not. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone but Roger, who was busy yeah. Xboxing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're out here gaming. <laughs> now, did you did you get a chance to watch the trailer at all or anything? No, I mean, I've seen definite uh, many screenshots that people have been posting here and there, all the all the new memes that are popping up. But uh, I, I feel like I need to watch it now just to understand what the heck's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you definitely definitely need to watch it to, to, to kind of see where we're all coming from with our, our, our insane fascination with these crazy motherfuckers that are on the show. Those Floridians, um, man. It, well, it's it's not just Florida. There, there's one person in Florida. There was one in in South Carolina, and another in Oklahoma. Ah, okay. All so this it, it's three there. different crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, obsessed with with you know uh, big cats, you know tigers and lions, and and there's other animals involved too at, at these these uh parks slash zoos slash sanctuaries, and it's uh, but. The, the drama that unfolds in this documentary is it's it's it, I mean it's like a soap opera of epic proportions. Wow. <laughs> and it it's crazy because it, it they set it up in the first episode how the documentary they were there to do a totally different thing, mm-hmm. and then all this stuff kind of started happening. They started kind of uncovering these connections to other people, and they're like, what is going on with these big fat <laughs> people? That's and they, they got a, a really uh, interesting story out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think part of the appeal of, of the of the show is the way they are able to uh, at the at the end in like the last five to ten minutes of each episode they do a really good job of setting you up for the next episode where you're like wait what <laughs> and you just have to kind of keep watching because it gets more bananas and more crazy. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And, and these are real people, and they're it. it I, I don't want to spoil it too much for you because I, I think I think part of the joy is like just the, the 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 realization that oh my god that guy's real that guy's real she's real <laughs> and, and as this information starts kind of coming at you you're like wait what hmm. I mean that that's my favorite quote for the show is like wait what <laughs> that's funny. And then there's a part, uh, there, one of my favorite parts, because uh, I, I got, Janine was hooked onto this as well, so we, we sat there and watched it over two days. Oh, and there's, there's a part where one guy, his, his, he's called Doc, uh-huh. you know, in, in quotes, and they're like, well, what is he a doctor of? And they, they say, and I looked, I just turned to Janine, I was like, not real things. Those are not real things. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I figured that part out. 
<laughs> is he like a parapsychologist or something? Or <laughs> it's more like he has a, a master's degree in like Bigfoot and uh, a head shrinking or something. It's just bananas. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I, I I cannot recommend the show enough, though. At the same time, maybe run away from it. At the same time. <laughs> some of the stuff you see will haunt your dreams. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> like, man, people like this exist. It's just cuckoo. <laughs> man, that sounds interesting, though. Definitely. It's, it's seven episodes, and it, it, it flies. It's like 40, each one's like 45 minutes. You'll be done with it in no time. <laughs> sounds good. I'll put that on How the is, watch list. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you have to, just because I'm going to start sending you memes, and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh let me ask you real quick too uh what's is there you have an update on on your travel status are you still moving back and forth across the border yeah you know it's it's been all right uh i tried last friday pretty smooth going uh down south smooth coming back up um lines were really short as i guess you would imagine they'd be right now because sure you know, people are, are trying not to cross as much as possible uh, you know, I just went down there to see the family, get them some supplies, pick up some things from there, and, you know, just have a, a nice quarantined weekend together, which is, you know, what I wish I could do during the week, but unfortunately my job doesn't permit it, so I'm sure. doing the best I can with what I have. But, yeah, it's been it's been doable. And they're doing okay? Everyone's doing all yeah. right? Yeah, they're, they're well-stocked, well-supplied. They have a, you know, everything's nice and safe and locked up and... We're good to go down there. So, an endless supply of beefaroni, Chef Boyardee style. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. She she's cooking the good stuff down there, and plenty of toilet paper, so nothing to worry about. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Yeah. The dream I, of all Americans now. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky enough that right before this all went down, I had just bought a giant Costco pack of toilet paper. Yeah. So we we managed to luck down on that situation so <laughs> yeah we i think i think we were kind of in the same boat where we we had fairly recently picked pick one up so we're still living off of that and then yeah. i i've acquired some some emergency you know break glass in case of toilet paper <laughs> some tp rations <laughs> yeah just in case cuz you know when the, when the, when everyone was really panic shopping i was like you know what i have access to this i should just get it and hedge my bets <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I think, unfortunately, that's kind of what we were uh, driven to, is that if you could get something, it was probably a good idea, too, because if you couldn't, you don't know when you could get it again because of the way that people keep panic buying everything, you know? Yeah. So, unfortunately, the, the panic buying drives the reason that it's all gone, you know? It's like, we would have been fine otherwise, but I don't know. People want their teepee. It, yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> that could be a that could be a whole podcast on that crazy psychology, but you don't need to go there. Yeah. Uh, you you mentioned uh, when when we were texting earlier today, you mentioned you were working from home. Is that was that by choice or is that kind of mandated now? Uh, so it was by choice. Uh, luckily, my work finally got on the emergency telework thing. You know, we we'd been clamoring it for it for years now, but uh, okay. it took a pandemic to actually get it going. That's, so, how, that's how change happens yeah, by force. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, you know, I got my, my little mini computer and keyboard and mouse and all that stuff here. And, you know, I already had a monitor here. So, yeah, it's been really nice working from home, dude. I just literally like 
wake up, wash up and roll out of bed and I'm working, you know? So nice. yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's uh, definitely been beneficial, but uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, I guess the whole situation depending, you know? Yeah. It, it feels weird to, to constantly ask you about, about, you know, coronavirus related things, but I mean, unfortunately the coronavirus is, impacted our topics so we, we do have to yeah. discuss it we can't just really ignore it as much as we might, we might like to sure yeah yeah um and, and one of the things that I've, one of the first stories i wanted to get into was uh, something that just, just kind of happened today uh, as, yeah. as the day was kind of going on uh, uh san diego comic-con came out I, I forget if it was on twitter or, or another another form of of, of uh, social media but uh-huh. they they are being really odd about not canceling Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I get it. They, You don't want to say, like, oh, it's canceled, and then by that time, we find some vaccine and the epidemic is nothing at all anymore. Um, so, I mean, it, it's far enough away to where I could see things being okay by then, but it's also close enough to where it might not be. Yeah. So they're they're in a weird predicament where... They don't want to call it before they have to. I think they're going to wait to see how things are, keep it, you know, straight on course until maybe two, three months prior. I mean, are we at that point already? I (laughs) almost, I guess next month will be two. I want to kind of sort of agree with you, but at the same time. Yeah, I think it's tentatively scheduled like July 12th or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Somewhere around there, like middle of July. Okay, so we're almost yeah, at the three-month mark. Yeah, and, and you know, I think one of the biggest things that – or I guess one of the annoying things that maybe they're not considering is the fact that so many people travel here to San Diego yeah. to attend this event. And uh-huh. there are so many travel restrictions now that even if they put it on, I mean, this will be like – this might be the most sparsely attended Comic-Con in like two decades. Yeah. That is true. Maybe, maybe even three decades at this point. I mean, like this this would be, I mean, this could be a, a, a huge disaster if they if they if this if they put on the show and uh, half their attendees can't make it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hadn't really considered it from that perspective, but uh, yeah, I guess I can see both sides of it in that case. Um, I, I mean, at this point, it's like you probably should call it just to be safe, because I mean, even if there's any lingering doubt at that point. Either people aren't going to show or, you know, God forbid, if something does happen, that's going to be an epicenter, if anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, just to kind of connect it to, to what's going on in the, in the sports world, I mean, you know, Major League Baseball is talking about playing games, but they're talking about playing like in empty stadiums or, or, or you know, removed locations. And yeah, yeah. I mean, God knows <laughs> if that'll work, but I mean, there, you know, there, there could still be bans in place on mass gatherings. Sure. Into June and July, which has a would have a huge impact on this already. So I, you know, it's just I know there's a lot of factors, and I know they don't want to throw the towel in. Sure. But like you said, if if you know, day, it it still seems like we aren't even close. Well, close. I use close very loosely, but it sounds like we have not reached the peak. And yeah. it, it kind of sort of seems like they push that peak a little further out every time they get on the news. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know it's 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 a lot to consider a lot to process I know a lot of people will be uh, extremely sad if Comic Con is canceled and I I totally get that I just yeah, don't know if, if it's possible to, to let it go on 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, the smart thing to do would be to postpone it, you know, just call it off this year and just wait till next year. Um, you know, I know they've already had to cancel. What was it? WonderCon already? WonderCon and uh, Emerald City up in, up in Seattle cause, because Seattle was an epicenter for a while. Yeah. So that they canceled their event there. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, events are falling by the wayside every day, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think anyone would blame them, and I don't really think that's the concern. I think they want to be able to do it if they can. But, like, I, I think we both agree that it's it's probably not the best idea. Like, even if it is, quote-unquote, safe by that point, it's just not smart, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I would be concerned because... And, you know, as I've talked to you the last couple of weeks about, I, I see all kinds of uh, questionable behavior and decisions of, yeah. of the general public. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, Comic-Con could become an epicenter. Yeah, and that'd be terrible. That'd be really, really bad. And and then all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, as, as, as if the, the, the numbers aren't rising in San Diego enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be good. I don't know, but I mean, as of now, Comic Con still planning on going on. Uh, if if I were you guys who have badges for that, I might reconsider going. <laughs> but yeah, you know, maybe don't buy your plane tickets just yet if you're traveling for it, though. Sounds yeah, that sounds like a smart idea. Yeah. Uh, one thing we have to talk about, Roger, and I, I'm I am loath to admit <laughs> this. Yeah. But I was contacted by many people. Okay. To inform me, me, <laughs> that I was in the wrong last week when we talked about the on-demand movies <laughs> that are now available <laughs> online, like through Voodoo and Prime and all those all those sources. Oh, uh, so? Uh, because apparently I'm the only guy in America who goes to the $5 show at the Hazard Center on a Tuesday by himself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else who goes to the movies apparently spends $75, so they all think the 20 bucks is a steal. And I guess from their point of view, it, it totally is. Uh, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm south of the border most of the time where, you know, food and the movie is less than 20 bucks for the family. Right. So I, I still think it's not a great thing. But, you know, if they want to spend more, that's that's cool for them. <laughs> well, the, 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 the funny part I noticed when I, when people were talking to me about this, and I was I was communicating back and forth with them, and but they would tell me like how much they would spend and what they would get and and, and all this stuff, and I was, I was like, wait a second, you buy concessions? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, like a bad move from the start. <laughs> like I I can find a, a a pit of fire to throw your money into if you want. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It tastes a little less yummy, but yeah. I think it's twenty four dollars for a hot dog nowadays. Yeah, yeah, probably. AMC is no joke. <laughs> no, granted, I'm I, I and I am that guy. I sneak food into the movie theater, so oh, sorry, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't afford a popcorn anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, dude. No, honestly, I I feel like we're we're directing this in the direction where we're just like. You know what? These are the concerns of, of most people. Sure. You know, like trying to keep a, a relative budget on these kind of things. You know, like I, I I can't speak for you, but I know I definitely don't have the kind of money to be spending seventy five bucks per movie visit <laughs> a few times a month. Um, seventy five might have been a slight exaggeration, but they were still <laughs> a serious coin. And well, and I mean, 
and I get it. I understand. And uh, again, my this is my my perspective is is different than apparently most people's, especially if you know if you're taking a family of four to the movies. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got to be spending close to 100 bucks if you get food. Oh, easy. Yeah. No, I mean, like for example, like an IMAX movie or a 3D movie. I know those are getting like in the 17 to 20 bucks per tickets on its own. And yeah. then, you know, for times four plus food, that's easy hundred, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess, I guess, food to get. Yeah. I guess my biggest takeaway is that, uh, uh, my friends and listeners of the show are, are ballers. I am not. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, good uh, on you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cheap ass who has to watch movies by himself because his wife won't watch them with him. So <laughs> to me, 20 bucks seems like a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I feel you, dude. And uh, I still stand by our opinion on that. I still think 10 bucks is the way to go because, I mean, part of the experience of a movie, like even if you're spending 20 bucks, if you're taking that experience and watching it at home, it's literally less than half of that experience by... Sure. Visual space by sound quality by anything. Even if you have the best audio video setup known to man, <laughs> it would yeah. not be movie theater quality, you know? So you got to take that into account also. I, I think we were being fair on it. And to be fair, I didn't take that into account, the whole uh, monetary uh, aspect of it in that regard. But I don't know. I, I, I still stand by it. I think... I think it was a, a decent call. I'll, yeah, I'll no, my I, I, no, I I just wanted to share that like the you know uh, listeners were letting me know that they, they they disagree with me and like that's fine. That's what this show's for. Have that dialogue, <laughs> have that discourse. That's great. I'm glad. That, I mean, yeah. you guys are paying attention to let me know that hey hey by the way this twenty dollars thing is going to save me a ton of cash and I'm like okay great that's good. That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean if if on concessions alone, I guess yeah that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it feels much cheaper. Exactly. I was going to say, I'm I'm sure my fridge has got better food than the movie theater does. This is true. (laughs) At least least I hope it does. (laughs) Got to check the fridge. Yep, got to recheck. Yeah, um, I still haven't taken advantage of of any of those movies. Have you you done so yet or no, not so much? Not yet. I think... If anything, if uh, if they do release Black Widow, that would probably be the first one I'd do, because I know that's that's supposed it was supposed to release end of this month. Right. So that would have been the closest movie that I was looking forward to in theaters. Um, I haven't really looked into anything else, but yeah, considering that's probably the next one that I would have watched anyway that I had on my calendar, that mm-hmm. would probably be the one that I might chip in for. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't. I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet where they will, you know, just straight release a big tentpole kind of movie like that to the service yet. Uh, it does kind of sort of sound like, you know, uh, there was a little bit of, of post production work remaining on Black Widow, so yeah. it may not even be finished yet. Because I, I saw an article today that they just at the last minute have changed the person doing the the music score. Oh wow, so, that's really late. Yeah, so they they are still doing stuff, and I'm assuming this guy can score it from his home, which maybe is the reason why they they decided to switch instead of having to have somebody who needed to go into a studio or go into an orchestra or whatever. Interesting. Um, I probably should have finished reading that article instead of just the headline, but <laughs> I was scrambling to get the show going. So I... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that is pretty interesting, though. I 
I would have assumed by this point it was, you know, basically go, good to go and uh, ready for release. But the, thing, the more it sounds, the more um, the more I read about about some of these these big movies, it sounds like they're 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 tweaking and adjusting things almost to the last minute. Yeah, I think it takes as long as the amount of time they're given. Yeah, you know, like any project is going to take you up to that last minute. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but like famously, uh, when when the first Avengers movie premiered. Uh-huh. At, at at the premiere, it didn't have that shawarma scene at the very end after the credits because oh, they really? hadn't filmed it yet. They hadn't filmed it yet. Wow! <laughs> so That's they got it filmed and then put into all the prints right before it went nationwide, and so we all got to see it. But if you were at the at the premiere, you're like, "What shawarma scene? What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That makes so, me crave some shawarma right now. Oh my god, I, could go, <laughs> I, I would I would punch you in the throat for shawarma right now. <laughs> just anything out of the ordinary would be nice right now <laughs> yeah you know it's it's a real bummer <laughs> I, I i've had a really hard time talking myself into taking advantage of the, a lot of the places that are doing the, the, the to-go Regular. option yeah mm-hmm. because i'm just like well that i still have to get there and i'm a little leery of that yeah i don't have to make that step one for sure uh yeah i've been looking a lot at that at the at the to-go and the delivery options and you know, it's still, it's still a commitment. You know, <laughs> delivery's still good. I know, I know, Uber Eats was was offering free delivery, uh, no, yeah. no delivery charge. I think, I don't know if they're dead, they're doing that for a duration of time. I know they did that for at least one day recently, and maybe they'll do it again. Yeah, I think I did that this weekend, so that was definitely a thing. Yeah, and I think they're all kind of doing uh, contactless options as well, which is nice. Yeah, they just drop it off at the door. Just throw it out the window at you, <laughs> <laughs> like the paper boy. <laughs> they hope it's the right person, but they don't stick around to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody just snags your meal. <laughs> oh my god! Some some asshole makes off my burrito. I'd be so pissed. Oh, that would be terrible. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> not uh, <laughs> no, it try, you know it, it's funny. I, I didn't really realize. I mean, I knew I was I knew I was addicted to to burritos and stuff like that, but <laughs> I'm really addicted to. If I don't have like a California burrito like once every two weeks or something like that, I start to get a little uh, twitchy. You start looking like Tyrone Bigums just scratching your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I need that carne asada. Need them fries. <laughs> Got any oh, more of them California burritos? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feel that, dude. I mean, uh, luckily there'll be there'll be taco night. Hopefully that'll offset things in the house for a little bit. Yeah, I hope but so. I don't fuck around trying to make my, make my own burrito, man. I feel like I leave that to the professionals. Yeah, it's it's serious business. You can't it's mess serious. around with that. No, man. That's, that's <laughs> time for amateurs to get in there and fuck around. <laughs> Those fries have to be cooked just right. This is true. Bad <laughs> fries are unacceptable. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, now I'm hungry, so this show's ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Let me ask you Let me ask you this. Uh, they just released some, some imagery uh imagery that sounds like a weird word they just uh, there was a images promotional pictures from from a cw's new star girl show which is supposed to debut oh in yeah uh-huh. so you, you caught those yeah 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 i don't want to watch the show no <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from seeing these 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 pictures of uh like uh children's versions of the justice society of america yeah yeah dude honestly what caught me the most was the costume design quality. I mean, it literally looked like cosplay. Like, I don't know why 
And it was at this point during our conversation that uh, my dog Pepper decided to throw up on the floor. So I had to interrupt Roger uh, for making his point about the Stargirl show. But we get back into it, though it's a, it, you'll notice it's a little disjointed from where he left off to where we start up again. So I, I, my apologies for that. It's Pepper's fault. You're kind of in on 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 that that image of the New Justice Society and the Stargirl show. Your 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 interest is peaked. I mean, I I've been looking into it. Uh, I like the idea, but <laughs> you know, I don't know how I feel about the costume design and stuff. I I don't know if, if just you know the characters, the costumes from the comics just don't translate well to the real world. But they don't look great to me. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not yet sold on it. I guess. Um, I think this is one of those those instances. And I, I guess I should clarify what I was trying to say. Um, this this doesn't look like a show that I'm interested in. Okay. But I think it could be a show that a lot of younger people are interested in, and maybe that is a good thing, because. Okay. You know, kind of like what we've talked about before with comic books is it's dangerous to kind of be placating middle-aged white men. <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of reach out and get, get that new audience. And maybe this will be the, a show that, that kind of gets uh, gets a little bit of an injection into, into comic books and gets people interested in these characters because it is a show that's going to skew a lot younger, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I would hope so. Uh, I mean, I hope it's going to be reaching towards that demographic and kind of maybe bringing some people that maybe wouldn't normally be into the comic scene. Um, my, yeah, my only concern is that I hope that that demographic sticks with it, you know? Sure. It's, uh, it's, it's not the most uh, loyal of demographics, we'll say. <laughs> they tend to be very on and off in terms of interests, you know, like they'll follow something and then they drop off real quick. Whereas, you know, maybe some of the classic comic book fans tend to stick with it a little more just because they've grown up with the content, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton about comics nowadays that uh, I, I don't care for. Yeah. Um, I generally don't like the kind of, like, compressed storytelling that they often do. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I mean, the biggest detractor for me for the, for the industry is, is the, like, the prices are out of control. I don't know how people can afford these books who are young newcomers to the industry like anyone interested in coming in and buying new comic books after seeing you know the latest spider-man movie is going to walk into the comic store and be like five bucks are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yep and like that's that's if if not monthly i think i think spider in, in the case of spider-man uh he's often published twice a month so it's like wait um, what? yeah five bucks by monthly that that's that's a it, lot it, higher than i remember spending yeah, it, it, it's a bummer. You know, obviously, like printing costs and stuff like that, I, I understand why they have to do it. Sure. Um, but again, I have to tie this all back into, into COVID-19. But uh, the comic book industry is, is taking COVID-19 on the chin as well. I don't yeah. know if you've heard or not, but the, the comic book stores are no longer going to be getting new comics during this yeah. outbreak. The distributors have decided to shut down the channels. Uh, Marvel's come out and said they're not even publishing right now. They're shutting it all down. And, yeah. and so, you know, the small local independent comic book store uh, may not make it out of, of this pandemic, much like, you know, we talked about the small breweries and small restaurants. Uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of comic book stores could, could have their doors close up whenever, whenever this clears 
and and we try to get back to to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up on that also, and it, it's just it, it's kind of terrible the position they're in because I know you know I, I was reading things where I, I think Marvel didn't want to take the excess comics back because of the situation. You know, they were left with a bunch of unsold stuff that they're just like, you know what? Can you guys help us out? Like we we can't sell this due to the you know the crisis, the situation. And I don't think they were really doing very much to help them out. And it sounds like, unfortunately, that's kind of continuing. You know, I know there's, um, I know of at least a few comic shops locally that uh, opened up on Wednesday for limited hours just to pick up new stuff. And that's all they had. And then they were closed the rest of the time. Uh, and, you know, that's typically where they make most of their money anyway, you know, on new comic day. But, uh, you know, I, in this situation, if they're not even publishing at this point, I don't know how these little guys are going to survive. And it's, it would be terrible to see places, you know, local comic shops and the like go under because the big companies like Marvel and DC just kind of are on hiatus. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And even, even before the, the pandemic, I mean, the, the, the distribution model that comic book, the comic book industry employs, um, I'd like, I would like to call it broken, but at the yeah. very least, it's not great and, and, and could use some fixing sure. um, because it, it requires these, these small stores with, like you said, are, are you know, uh, comic readers are, are extremely loyal, but with the exception of your, of your diehards, I mean, you just have people kind of coming in and out of the store, picking up random things. Sure. Um, yeah. So it, it's a very niche audience in that regards. And these, these stores have to put the money out up front for their books. Yes, so if they yeah. if they sit on the shelf on the shelf unsold, they're losing money every month every yeah. month every week every month. And like you said, the most most companies that stopped doing their buyback programs mm -hmm. even even before this. So it's just it's just an awful awful situation for for small business is small businesses to be in. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and I just. I hope there's more done for these little guys because, yeah, they're, they're in a really bad situation, you know, definitely a, a rock and a hard place situation where it's like, well, we can't be open because we have nothing to sell and we're not getting any more. And, you know, the big companies aren't helping us out either. So it's like, what do we do? You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, people have been kind of fiddling with with different ways to do comic book stuff for a while. And I think we talked about TKO comics uh, a, a few shows ago. Because they're the oh. ones that are, that's trying to cut out, you know, the distribution aspect. It's like just place an order with the website, get the books. You can get you can get the entire six issue miniseries, or you can get the trade paperback. You know, sure. you can kind of choose your format. Because uh, they're they're trying to explore new ways to to provide the material to people who want it without yeah. having to put a comic book store on the on the hotspot for it. Um, yeah. I don't know how that model's going. I I have never met anyone who works at that company, but I really would like to. So if, yeah. if with WonderCon already shut down, that was my one in because uh, I think I was going to get shut out at Comic-Con. So I might have had to go to WonderCon. Definitely. But I, 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 again, uh, but I'm not an economics person and I don't understand <laughs> a lot of business things because I'm not a businessman, Roger. Yeah, well, neither am I. But, uh, you know, we just have our view on it and we kind of just go from there. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that they, the the comic stores are able to figure something out. I know, I know, there's a bunch of stores in in San Diego that are also 
uh, game centric and they have a lot of tournaments and stuff like that for, for sure. magic players. But I have no idea. I'm assuming they can't have more than a handful of people in there to play. Yeah. yeah. Of the band officially, Yeah. Officially all the, all the magic events are canceled right now. So anything magic sanctioned is off the books right now. If, if they are doing it. Yeah. So, so I, have no, I have no idea what people are doing. I'm, like I said, the, the one store I'm thinking of out, out in Del Cerro, uh, they also have uh, toys, lots of toys yeah. and fun pops. So maybe that's helping keep the doors open. I don't know. Yeah. I would imagine that you're not getting a lot of people coming in. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, I don't know how feasible it even is at this point. So I don't know either. In dark dark times for the comic industry. Again, I feel like whenever we bring up comic book industry, it's never really good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd like to see some sort of resurgence, but I, I don't know how they would turn that around. To be honest. No, it, 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 it's a shame too because I've been reading some really good uh, uh, graphic novels and, and, and comics over the over over the over this little break I'm having. Yeah. Um, and school school I'm on my I'm on my spring break. This is how I'm spending spring break. Locked in my apartment. <laughs> I'm free, free to go outside and communicate with the world. So that's yeah, that's pretty fun sure. and awesome. <laughs> okay, so at this point we had another technical difficulty. I don't know uh, whether it was an internet glitch or, or just something with, with Skype. Uh, we lost the audio for about two minutes or so, a little less than two minutes. It was really spotty. So I just cut it all out. Um, you didn't miss much of anything. I was at this point, I was just talking to Roger about the DC comics doomsday clock miniseries that I'm reading. Uh, I finished the first five issues of it and I, I was just telling Roger how I find it uh, completely boring and a, a huge letdown with this DC superheroes mixing with uh, the Watchmen characters. Um, I'm sure when I finish that miniseries, we will get more into the specifics of that, but that was all that we ended up missing out due to the the poor audio quality. And again, I don't know. I mean, that's the, the perils of technology, uh, relying on, on something to record our entire conversation at uh, the best of quality when... Uh, we don't have the best of quality available to us, which is the best is when Roger's right here next to me. And I'm able to control every facet <laughs> of the operation. Uh, this reliance on Skype has been a little troublesome. and But we're, we're making do. And so that's all you missed, and we'll get right back into the conversation now, okay? Thanks. I don't know. We'll keep reading the books if they keep publishing them. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't have a whole lot else to get into. But yeah. one little one little nugget came through recently that I thought was pretty interesting, <laughs> and that was the news of uh, Edgar Wright directing a movie uh, called "Set My Heart to Five, and it's okay. about a android in 2054 uh, who, while watching movies from the 80s and 90s, uh, begins to experience emotion, <laughs> and so he's inspired to write his own movies and uh, also like track down his creator to show that he's more than what his creator envisioned or something along those lines, which <laughs> sounds like a very Edgar Wright kind of movie, you know, something like yeah. fun and whimsical, but I like, also has like a lot of emotion and a lot of heart to it. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I love the premise. That sounds really cool. Yeah. It, 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 the interesting part is it's based on a book that's not even out yet. Really? So this is like one of those like hot commodities that agents, I guess, have been passing around behind the scenes for a little while. Oh. The the book's not even being published until September, I think. Yeah. Okay. And uh, kind of the good part, or at least 
the well maybe it's the good part uh the right the writer of the novel is actually going to be the one adopting adapting the book to a screenplay so oh, okay. uh, if nothing else it should have like some some kind of consistency between the two sure no but yeah. I, I i'm a i'm a big Edgar Wright fan so i'll check it out oh yeah definitely me too uh i mean i love you know scott pogan versus the world uh you know and all of his other classics <laughs> that program was great and nobody saw <laughs> <laughs> i i really like the scott pilgrim flick it's it's a it's a really fun comic book adaptation that yeah had so much hype but nobody went <laughs> no it was so weird and it was just like honestly like all my friends and me were super into the scott pilgrim series at the time uh and the cool thing about the movie is that it, it came out before the series was finished Mm -hmm. So there was actually like, you know, two different endings to the movie, depending on how the comic book series ended, uh, which is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I love Edgar Wright, you know, anything that guy does is, is just brilliant, awesome, funny, hilarious. Yeah, I definitely stuff. agree. Yeah, I definitely so. agree. It's been a little while since, since we had anything from him. I, I think he did Baby Driver two or three, uh, probably three or four years ago, actually. Well, yeah, that was probably the last one, huh? Because I, 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 I did work on Ant Man, right? Yes, but then he, he after after leaving that is when he, I think he did Baby Driver in in lieu of doing Ant Man. Mm. And I enjoyed Baby Driver. It's it's not my my, my favorite Edgar Wright film, but it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I still got to go back and watch that one. I mean, the premise sounds like right up my alley. So it's it's sure. got a lot of cool like, car stuff. I think he dig it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, the music, I think the music in there is pretty darn good too. So it, it's pretty fun, and you get to kind of see some actors like Jamie Foxx and John Hamm kind of be like these criminal badasses. It's it, <laughs> it was a fun romp, as I recall. Nice, sounds good. I'll definitely put that on the list. I'll have to see who has it right now on streaming. Oh, it's got to be somebody. I mean, I feel like everything's being made available lately. <laughs> I know, right? You know, you have you have a captive audience, literally. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just put it all on the streaming. Just give content, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Other than Tiger King, I haven't started anything, but I have a couple things queued up, so maybe we'll talk about those next week. Uh, and you're just you're just the Mad Masher now, playing playing the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm doing Mortal Kombat right now. Like I said, I was doing a Monster Hunter prior to that. Uh, this weekend, we just kind of did uh, Big Lebowski which uh, is always fun. And uh, I, don't, I don't think my wife had seen it yet, and I had just seen it for the first time the week prior. So oh, I'm definitely trying to get uh, you know, caught up with my classics here. <laughs> I know there, you know, there's I'm, a few of those that I need to I was trying to. I was trying to watch Captain Marvel on Disney+, and the fucking Disney Plus service was not working like it's supposed to. Oh really? That's and nice. I finally, I finally got pissed and was like, "Fuck it, I'll come back later." <laughs> <laughs> Too many it people me, on it, you think? It, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, it got to like a certain scene, and it would just kind of like freeze the scene, or like the, the 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 image would freeze, but the dialogue would play still. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, that's weird. That's something. You know, I wondered if maybe it was my internet, but I, I fired up Netflix and everything played on Netflix just fine. So. I'm assuming maybe maybe Disney Plus, Disney Plus doesn't have enough servers yet or something. I don't know. I'm not a tech guy. And anyone <laughs> who listens to this podcast can tell. Yeah, no, honestly, I think that's probably the biggest issue that, like, they did not expect this many people to be hitting up their streaming services at once. So they definitely probably don't have enough output for it yet. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. 
hopefully they'll they'll catch up and uh, make it easier for us to watch things. Yeah. Are you are are you a Rick and Morty fan? Oh, you know I am. <laughs> okay. I thought I don't know if you caught the new trailer for the final five episodes of the season. But they just put that out today. Oh, I didn't see the one from today. I I saw the. Uh, I don't know if you saw the where they did the the samurai parody of Rick and Morty. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's actually what this what that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and supposedly, I well, suppose not not supposedly. I think that's pretty much all I have for us today because, uh, you know, I'm not that excited about talking about uh, the possibility of seeing a trailer for Halloween Kills. That's gonna happen soon, quote unquote. I again, yeah. this uh, ep- this pandemic is is ruining the news. <laughs> <laughs> you you saw the uh the last Halloween though, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, what what'd you think of that one? I don't know if we talked. I about enjoyed it. it. Or not. Yeah, you liked I, it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, trying to think what what little nitpicks I had for it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess my uh, my biggest one was like the obvious one is like oh there's no way he's dead if this movie's successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer because you're just like okay, well that gives away that you know ending there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. Honestly, um, I thought it was a, a faithful sequel to the original. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know they kind of just like forgot about all the other movies. They're like, yeah, those weren't that great. Let's start. Yeah. Over. And, you know, I felt like it was a good approach to take. I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, the original Halloween is still, you know, one of my favorites. I think we talked about it on our Halloween episode. We sure where, did. Yeah. You know, that one was, you know, it's so good. And, you know, you just, a lot of movies can't hold a candle to that. And I thought it was just a really good sequel to it. Um, but I don't know that I really liked their approach on being like, oh, well, we're going to release two more after this. It's like, why would you tell us that? You know, that that gives away... Okay, so obviously, you know, he can't die in the second one. <laughs> you know, so it's like, uh, if you're doing three, then the second movie, well, we know the ending to that one, Michael lives. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I, the only thing I could speculate that would be of interest to me from a storytelling perspective is that maybe at the end of the second one, you know, Michael kills Jamie Lee. Yeah. And now it falls to the granddaughter in the third one. You kind of leave it as, as like a cliffhanger almost. Yeah. I think that would probably be the smartest way to play it. Cause... Because I mean, I can't really think of a horror franchise that's done that. Now I, I may be not aware or just forgetting something where it, you know, one movie ends with uh, apparently the bad guy winning, and then you go right yeah. into the third one. Yeah. I don't know. No, that, that seems like a good way to kind of change the paradigm a little bit. It would be. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that happening, and just kind of her granddaughter being the the new last girl, as the trope has it, you know. But, um, sure. yeah, I think that, that might be that might be the only interesting thing that they could do in two, you know, to make it to where it's like, okay it's not completely inconsequential because we know there's a three. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just, I'm also just a little worried. And, and, and again, I say this knowing that I'll go see the movie because I am a big Michael Myers fan. Sure. Um, 
but I, I guess I've found a lot of the, a lot of things really impactful in that in that last Halloween flick, and I'm worried that this will will water down or diminish uh, some of the stuff they did in that last one. So that's kind of my concern. Yeah. Well, you know, worst case scenario, there are rumors that Michael Myers might be in the next Mortal Kombat combat pack. So <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> You know, it'd be fun. Fuck it. Put Jamie Lee in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Some some Laurie Strode in there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Actually, Actually, I guess. Oh, okay. so go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, you too. So uh, there was a little bit of a, uh, a snafu by NetherRealm in one of their emails where they were announcing, you know, the new Spawn character and saying, oh, he's out now, you know, go check him out. I don't know if this was unintentional or a little bit of an Easter egg, but, you know, they had, you know, spawn property of blah, blah, blah. And then beneath that was Ash from Army of Darkness property of, you know, blah, blah, studios and all that. So it's pretty much confirmed at this point that Ash is going to be in the next combat pack. So we're going to get Ash from Army of Darkness in Mortal Kombat 11. And that'll be probably the next release if they're smart. That would be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, so I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that one. Like I said, I'm a huge MK fan. Like I'm playing it right now, so it's on the second screen over here. Well, like <laughs> like, like I threatened last week, Roger. If, if the news stays slow, you're gonna have to do that. Get that oral history of Mortal Kombat ready to go. <laughs> oh yeah, and we'll, we'll have the Mortal Kombat theme playing for the whole thing. It's gonna be super hype. Just on a loop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then at the end, I say fatality, and you you kill me. <laughs> that might be bad for the show. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be the final unaired episode of the show, the lost episode where Tom gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> well, that that's how you get ratings on a podcast, right there, folks. <laughs> yeah, kill the host. There you go. <laughs> oh man, see, we weren't even going to talk about Halloween, but we ended up doing like you know five six minutes on it easy. That worked out nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> all right, I got I got nothing else for you, big man. You got anything else? Uh, no, that was pretty much all I had. So, well, as as these things tend to go, I'm sure something cool will happen tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> so, tomorrow morning. Yeah, <laughs> bright and early. <laughs> bright and early, right after I've dropped this episode on on the on the internet's. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll give us something to talk about next week. <laughs> Roger, thank you so much for joining me via the Skypes. For sure. We all stay safe and sound, and uh, I I will be checking back in with you very very soon. Yes. So uh, everybody, keep your hands and butts clean and rock on. That's right. Remember, he's Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Follow him. He's probably posting screenshots of Mortal Kombat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will make that happen. Nice. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. That was Roger and I's excellent entertaining delightful whimsical conversation on the current state of pop culture uh in relations to everything going on with COVID-19 and uh and everyone's quarantining and, and self-isolation and uh shelter in place and all those words that we're becoming very very familiar with I hope we were able to provide I hope we were able to provide you guys with a uh fun distraction for an hour or so and uh you know take your minds off of everything for a little while and that's what we're here to do on the show. And then uh, we're going to keep doing that as long as they let us, which why would they stop us? <laughs> we're too small to notice. 
Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you uh, once again to my current Patreons, to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park. Uh, thank you guys so much for the support. It means means the world to me. Uh, please like this show on whatever format you listen to, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. Uh, share with your friends. And if you're so inclined, write us a five-star review. It would be very, very helpful in, in getting the word out about our show and what we do here and, and, the, and the kind of fun we're trying to have uh, in these crazy uncertain times. And also, if you're inclined as well, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can join Pophead Nation and hang out with those cool guys like the Aspinall Chody and Batman of Bay Park. How much more fun does that get? And while I'm talking about it, I got that social media thing going on too. Head over there. Uh, we're doing, we got the TomCast podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, I've started doing a uh, Metallica Song a Day spoken word video series. And uh, I'm on, I just did The Four Horsemen today. So that one is uh, available for your perusal. And uh, it's uh, it's something else, that's for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's for the best or not, but I'm just trying to entertain and provide distraction. So if that means uh, showing myself to be a buffoon, I am completely happy to display all of my top-notch buffoonery for you guys. And uh, that's what I'm here for. Hey, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back very, very, very soon. And as we say in this podcast, ciao, babes. And now, folks, it's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? He's at home, washing his tights. <laughs> We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah!